Okay, here we are. Uh, I'm ambitiously calling season two of the Creation Podcast just because I, we had a little break. <laughs> um, but I have got on the other end of the line today, Sinead. Uh, Sinead Owens, who is many things to many people, uh, stage manager extraordinaire, including doing a couple of creation shows um, in the last few years, and is currently working uh, on Macbeth, which is coming to creation from tomorrow. Um, so Sinead, you're having a well-deserved couple of days off now. Um, but then it's back into Macbeth from tomorrow. Yeah, that's very exciting. <laughs> and it's completely mad in um, stage management terms to be doing this kind of Zoom show. So no one will have seen it on the kind of creation side yet. If you caught it at Belfast International Festival last week, you may have some idea of the kind of technical scope. But I don't think as an audience member, it's possible to grasp what you guys are up to behind the scenes. So just give us some idea of what you're doing while the audience are watching the actors who are also doing a lot. Well, I mean, it's hard for me to grasp sometimes as well because before before we started doing Zoom theatre, I had never, one, never even heard of Zoom. But um, secondly, wouldn't have called myself quite technical. Um, I'm a stage manager, but wouldn't have thought of myself as a technical person. But behind the scenes, there's uh, myself and Giles Stokely. And on my end, I kind of vision mix what you see. Um, so what, what the audience see, I'm kind of picking at certain points. And then I also run all the cues for sound. Meanwhile, Giles on the um, on his side is running software like vMix and ManyCam. And he's taking like screens of the audience and um, placing them within the show itself and playing some pre-recorded stuff that we've done it's just bonkers because I think what's really seamless about about Macbeth is that it's as an audience member it's not that easy to tell what's live what's pre-recorded obviously you know in your head that no one can be in the same room but I think there's even moments where you think oh are they together oh no they're not together like I think it's it what it does really well is it does that where the very light touch so you don't feel like oh oh," and now we've gone into a bit of video or a bit of kind of special effects stuff going on um so how so you've only done like a sort of half a week haven't you last week was it all plain sailing was it all smooth or did you have any bumps no I mean (laughs) being a best you have to (laughs) you kind of know that there's going to be problems or something yeah the whole curse of surrounding it or what but (laughs) on our very first our preview night which I think was the night that you um came to see the show um our Lab uploaded to the cloud halfway through the performance so I had to rebuild and the whole Lab file and I have 493 tracks within that file so I was frantically <laughs> one scene ahead, dragging the sound back in so that it could still be the vision of our sound designer, which is, it's so incredible. The sound itself is so beautiful, but I was frantically dragging all the tracks back into this QLab file to try and make sure that nobody would notice <laughs> the fact that we just lost all our sound. And, I just um, love this, this kind of idea that no matter how much tech you throw at it no matter that everybody's in a different city or a different country there is still a stage manager furiously battling QLab in the background like there's still a point where it's still theatre you know and it's still really uh, strongly built into you to not just put your hand up and go guys this is ice is broken I can't do this <laughs> but you're just like no I can make it work just give me two minutes with QLab and I can get it back on track like 
Is it yeah. good? And I think at the time I was still so calm doing it and dragging everything in. I mean, afterwards, after the show, we were all talking and the actors didn't even notice that this had happened, which is a good a good thing. But I was so calm throughout it. And then the show finished and it was like, no, okay, now my body's panicking for some reason. So everyone was chatting after the show and I was like, I can't turn my camera on because I'm still shaking for some reason. <laughs> I know it was fine. <laughs> but I'm at the shaking. point where it's all fine, yeah. Yeah amazing um yeah I, I suppose I, I had sort of lined up in my head to ask you about like how is your job different to your job now but I sort of do know that you mostly work with Zoe Seaton so it's not like you've ever been sat calmly in a black box in the gods <laughs> of a theatre just saying and go Q75 like you're normally doing mad stuff as well yeah I mean I'm really fortunate to work with Big Tally as often as I do and Zoe's so incredible um, so I think working with her in the build up to this um, kind of prepared me for Zoom theatre in a way that like I hadn't even thought of before. I had already software on my phone, like the QLab remote, which meant that I could be in a chimney in an old derelict building launching queues whilst doing a smoke bomb. But it also meant that on Zoom, I could run Zoom and my phone could run the queues. So mm. I, I had kind of built up the like multitasking uh, that a stage manager has to use sometimes with Zoe in the real world so that we could use it in Zoom world. So it's been great. Yeah, I think maybe we have seen the kind of responses from um, different theatre companies and kind of groups of actors and things who've kind of taken the opportunity and done something with it. And there's probably is a common thread there of people who are used to performing in non-traditional spaces or kind of in or non-traditional story formats where you don't just go oh we can't all sit in a theater anymore it's not happening you're like oh we've been in a swimming pool and uh you know we've been in a castle and so we can do something online that's that's got to be easier um yeah yeah I think both creation and big tally are so good at putting on performances and shows in those non-conventional spaces that zoom was just another non-conventional space it was like we didn't really look at it as being daunting at the time it was just like right we're going to try i do this online mm. and how have you found kind of different part of the process to we've sort of talked about the shows how have you found the rehearsal process to be different in the in the zoom world i think they're different because well especially like for us Sometimes your attention span doesn't last as long as if you're in the room with people, in a real room yeah. with people. So our rehearsals have become like quite short and um, like we don't always see everyone together because on Zoom, um, only one person can really talk at once. So you, you kind of have to make sure what you're going to say is valuable um, to that moment and not a sidetrack because we're there for such short amounts of time to try and make the best use of time and the best use of everyone's time so rehearsals are different I mean I think everything's different in the fact that we don't actually get to see each other properly but they're still great and they're still we're still able to build um like such a good relationship with everyone everyone still feels like such a team even though it's all three cameras so that's good too yeah, that's nice. I think that's the um, the nice part that the audience just sort of don't get to see is that the, either the same call or another call often gets kicked off immediately that the show finishes because otherwise you must be left with a sort of strange, like the screen goes dark and then it's done. 
like it must be very odd you know we're used to all going to the pub after the show or at least going back to a dressing room and taking your costume you know putting your costume away and that kind of stuff so it must be a it must have been needing to put something in place so that it doesn't just be like ah night everyone yeah I think it was during Tempest um Mm. that we realized that that there is an importance that everyone gets to even briefly chat after the show that it's not just me going and end the call um so we built that we would open breakout rooms so once all the actors buy and do the credits then they all go into a breakout room so that they can kind of debrief with each other whilst the audience all leave the call and then we all come back and we can chat for a bit and it's I think that's really important to everyone just to have that moment that you're not especially for the actors that they're not completely acting their socks off and then end call don't see anyone that you just did a show with you know yeah and that they're all having they're all having parallel simultaneously the same experience but different experience so say you do have a a kind of a particularly cute family who join in with everything or you know a a particularly like a keen person who really wants to sort of go off and get their cat or their hat or whatever they were told to do but unless the actors are allowed to get together at the end they can never share that whereas I think the audience get to feel more communal maybe than the cast do because they're all they're all in separate boxes (laughs) yeah no exactly and those moments are great afterwards that everyone can say oh gosh I just got did you notice I got kicked out halfway through that scene or um oh how brilliant was that person doing this thing in the audience and wasn't it lovely when this person reacted in this way and and even the other night Lucia who um plays one of our witches and Malcolm and Lady Macduff in um our version of Macbeth her family came in to watch the show and there's a moment which you will know of um that her daughter appears in the show and she hadn't told anyone in her family that this was happening so they were, so watching- you were just watching them to go to wait till they go crazy yeah so they were watching it and then the next thing lovely ivy comes on screen and you could see her mom and dad's face being so shocked at that moment that oh. we were like oh look at them so it's moments like that that you like to share with the guys afterwards saying oh lucia do you know your mum's face at that point or lovely to talk through after the show like we would in a dressing room as you say yeah that's the nice thing I think about feeling part of a bigger audience as well that you can kind of you can imagine when you when you've all done your clapping and kind of waved um that that then the the screens go down and then there's there's loads of hundreds of households potentially all around the world sort of debriefing about the show which you obviously have the chatter as you leave a theater of people sort of saying what do you think about it what do you think about it but yeah I like this the fact that it ends at the same moment and then you feel like oh and the whole, as an audience member the whole audience is now going to kind of process it and talk about it with whoever they're in the room with I feel like it's a uh, yeah there's yeah, something magic true. about it and then because it's as you said it's houses households all over the world so like our reach is so different now and it's actually great what you would hear from people you know in the theater bar after a show or just the local Mm. bar that everyone goes to and audience members will be there and they'll come up and talk to you after a show which we don't have on this but twitter has kind of become that thing where people are immediately putting up their responses to the show which is lovely as well because it just gives you that wee bit of audience like as it what the chatter would be in a, a hotel don't know what theater I think yeah I, I wonder if it's yeah, yeah I wonder if it's um if it's 
bits because maybe we've got a slightly more digi- digital audience, a digitally savvy audience who would naturally tweet more than our their kind of our kind of regular audience. But also maybe there is a little unmet need there for people to sort of share outside their household or if they did watch it on their own to kind of to put into the world your thoughts about it, which if, like you say, you could just sort of go to the theatre bar or the pub down the road and, and do that normally. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, I think it's nice. And so what, um, so let's have like positives and negatives. What's the, what's the best thing about the, the new kind of theatre that we're making, at least for the time being? <laughs> um, well, I think one of the best things is that reach that it has, mm-hmm. not just for the audience, but for the fact that, um, I mean, our cast of five that we're working with at the moment, I've worked with Nikki Harley, who plays Lady Macbeth, a, a good bit here in Northern Ireland, but she's the only one that I knew previous to this. Mm. So not only are we able to work with four other actors that I had wouldn't have had the opportunity to work with before, but also at the end of our show, we asked people to hold up signs to say where they're from. And there's people in California and Switzerland and everything. And to think that all these different people are tuning in to a big tally show is just incredible. Do you know, we're used to performing in a shop in Bangor or <laughs> somewhere else <laughs> but to have that wide reach is unbelievable so I think that's it's nice as well to kind of take because I think creation and big telly would both kind of character ourselves characterize ourselves as being quite community based you know so it's important in the identity of both companies where we are where we're based who we you know who we kind of speak to normally but then somehow opening that out out to the world it's the same community. It still feels like a little kind of gang who've taken a risk of watching a show on Zoom. Or we've seen a lot of people booking for someone else. So people book multiple tickets. I guess it's because they've seen it or they kind of want to recommend it, but they, you know, they don't want their friend to have to take the risk. So it's it's still spreading in the same way of kind of word of mouth and excitement and feeling like a little club. Yeah. Um, but that, but yeah, like you say, that could be someone in in California or Sweden or wherever. It doesn't. It's not. It, it turns out that the place wasn't actually that important, I guess, and that it was actually the people who okay, yeah. see the value and get excited about it, and they and can I, be anywhere. Yeah, and I think that moment when for when Alice was um, being talked about on NBC and they were saying creation theatre, and I was like, ah, everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. It's really strange, but yeah, but lovely. And just yeah. at the right moment, I think, when people really needed something positive to be happening um you know to not kind of constantly be having sort of bad news and statistics but actually to go look here's a group of people doing something creative that you know then kind of that that can still entertain people yeah and I think it's been such I mean I've had a completely different lockdown experience a lot of my friends Mm -hmm. because I've been involved in these creative projects from March you know I didn't stop the whole time I've been so fortunate and so lucky to continue to work on these things and it's just been like so cool and the people that I've met even in across all the projects Alice being the same you know I didn't know many people involved in that either and then all of a sudden you were um meeting new people but I think also because we started with The Tempest um and obviously we had done that show in the summer 
that the first show in lockdown was also rekindling like all the connections that we'd made in the summer that we were getting to be with people again even though it was online with people that we hadn't seen for months and it was just so lovely to see everyone's faces anyway but then to be creative with them at a time that was quite negative and quite depressing was just so such a lovely thing to happen yeah there's a I think there's an amazing thing about Macbeth which has which managed I think this is what I said in when when we kind of all after the preview and we were all clapping at the end that because it does have a real nostalgia for theatre for live theatre in a theatre which admittedly neither of us kind of really does that sort of red velvet drapes but Ryan the designer's shot this beautiful behind the scenes kind of scrambling through the kind of wings and it's amazing and it makes you feel so nostalgic for theatre again to exist and also it's so exciting as a new form and a new way to tell Macbeth that I'm like that I think I don't want to go ever want to go in a real theatre again I only want to watch Zoom theatre and then I think oh I'm desperate to go back into a real theatre and sit on the velvety seats and it's yeah but I think if we can all get our heads around it then both things should be possible in future and we should be able to kind of to have both ways of, of telling stories to keep existing because I think we've come upon something really cool and I think so that footage that you're talking about so Ryan had Mm -hmm. the most beautiful footage and then uh, Garth scored the track to it with all the guys voices involved and I was editing the video and getting like super emotional missing the theater as and as you said we uh, I do work in theaters as well but mostly with like in an abandoned building somewhere (laughs) (laughs) But it made me really nostalgic for the theatre and uh, we named that film that we created, our love song, The Theatre. And when in the show, you know, if we're running things, we'll say we'll go from the love song or we'll, and that was just our way of just really showing the theatre just how much love we have for it and how much we miss it. Even though we are so excited for this type of theatre, this Zoom theatre, we still have that little want for the red velvet seats <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's all about the seats massive fire hazard but let's not talk about it um oh thank you so much no this has been so interesting i feel like we could just talk forever about the intricacies of zoom and how it all works but i think hopefully what if you're kind of listening to us talking is that it's not really about zoom is it it's not really about clicking a thing or making something work it's about the audience experience and i think that it would be easy to think that your job is is on the technical like techie side um and and is kind of disconnected from that but actually without you and Giles and you know Orion and Arthur and all the people who are kind of behind the scenes making this stuff happen then it would lose something of the theatricality which is I think what people are relating to and what we're maybe missing from our, our kind of old lives. You kind of, you add this, you sprinkle a layer of theatre magic <laughs> on the whole thing um, and really make it kind of come alive. So I hope that's made everyone super excited to see Macbeth, um, which will be at creation from tomorrow until the end of the month. Um, and you won't see Sinead because you never do. Yeah. <laughs> but she'll, she'll be there in the background, hopefully not programming the whole show on the fly, yeah. hopefully just the less stressful version of it. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Creation Theatre podcast. You can find more episodes and all the latest creation news at creationtheatre.co.uk. Thank you.